Section 24 of Kentucky's Famous Feuds and Tragedies by Charles G. Mutzenberg. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Kentucky's Famous Feuds and Tragedies by Charles G. Mutzenberg. Section 24. Bloody Breathit. Part 1. Several bloody feuds, innumerable assassinations, demoralized courts, the purchase with money of slayers, anarchy in its most atrocious and hideous forms, such has been the history of Breathitt County since the days of the Civil War. Breathitt County is not a remote section, out of touch with civilization, where ignorance might be pleaded in extenuation of the shameful lawlessness. Breathitt County has furnished men of brains, of power, and of the highest integrity. In Breathitt County, as well as in all the other feud-ridden sections, the good citizens are in the majority. Yet there, as in the other lawless communities of which this history treats, the good element suffered itself to become intimidated to such an extent as to eliminate it as a factor to be employed and relied upon in restoring order. It may also be stated that Breathitt's chief feudists, murderers, conspirators and perjurers have counted men of brains among them who however delegated their work of bloody revenge for real or fancied injuries to persons of a lower degree of mentality ignorant half-savage tools serve better the murder lust has been rampant there for many years and it is there yet the outside world has heard only of the most important tragedies, that is, tragedies which involved men of brains and power. The little fellow is murdered without much attention being paid to it. Within eleven months during the years 1901 and 1902, nearly forty men had been slain in cold blood, and for which crimes not one has suffered the extreme penalty of the law. Why is it, then, that since the good citizens are in the majority, they are willing to submit to terrorization by a few? Why do they stand idly by, instead of rising in their might and punish? Will the reader answer another question? Why is it that an entire trainload of men will tremble and shake in their shoes, throw up their hands, and allow one or two bandits to take possession of their property? It has happened in a few instances that bandits have come to grief through the intrepidity of an individual who acted in spite of any fear of impending death. We remember an incident of that kind during a hold-up on a western road a few years back. The engineer, fireman, conductor, and brakesman were lined up and held under the guns of one of the bandits two of his confederates went through the coaches the engineer a small but determined man watched his chance made a sudden lurch forward with his head butted the bandit in the stomach crumpled him up and put him out of commission the train crew then possessed itself of the guns and started for the coaches firing a few shots as they went this disconcerted the robbers within they made for the doors to see what the shooting outside meant. It was their finish. 
several of the passengers who had been standing trembling with their hands in the air believing help had come regained their courage sprang upon the outlaws disarmed and securely tied them no one was hurt it is the fear of the bushwhacker that prevents concerted action of the law-abiding element in a community where assassinations from ambush are the common methods employed to rid oneself of an enemy and it is no idle fear for one man to set himself up as the champion of law and order and to defy the outlaws to do their worst is equivalent to signing his own death warrant he is liable to be picked off as an undesirable citizen assassinations from ambush are always difficult to prove and alibis are manufactured at small cost perjury too is common it is the favorite weapon of the defense in such cases then the successful assassin is shrewd enough to conduct himself usually though not always in such manner as to have friends among all classes of people even among the best many of the worst men have used the cloak of religion or church membership to hide their black hearts the masonic lodge has been prostituted by such men of shrewd deceit it is no assurance of a man's goodness to find him sitting in a church pew on a sunday with the bible in his hand for even within the holy sanctum of the lord the foulest conspiracies and crimes have been hatched in the brains of men this does not apply to breathitt county or kentucky alone some of the most noted feudists never fired a gun themselves but in their daily intercourse kept themselves unspotted before the world and used willing paid tools to accomplish their bloody ends such men always indignantly deny any imputation of wrongdoing they have been known to condemn in the loudest and the most emphatic terms outrages against the peace and dignity of the state the result of their own planning the writer once pointed out to a gentleman from another state a certain chieftain of murderers he shook his head that man a murderer he said why he is the most amiable person with whom i have come in contact with in a long time that man has brains he has education that man is wrongfully accused i know no red-handed murderer could look you in the eye like that or counterfeit the innocence imprinted upon his countenance the truth was this particular outlaw had never murdered anyone with his own hands but he had been the directing managing spirit of foul conspiracies and of wholesale assassinations this adoption of the mask of deceit serves another purpose since you can never tell by a man's looks what is in his heart citizens grow suspicious of one another and fear to express their opinions that this vastly increases the difficulty of concerted action looking toward the eradication of crime is apparent reverting again to the murder lust what is its origin what keeps it aflame what inspires it is it that the savage of the stone age is not yet dead 
that the veneer of civilization has in all those thousands of years not become thick enough to prevent its wearing off so readily perhaps at least it seems so let us quote a recent example of this fearful bloodlust jackson kentucky august twenty ninth nineteen sixteen don't you want to see a nigger die witnesses report were the introductory remarks offered by breck little who sunday shot and killed henry crawford colored seventeen years old on old buck creek in breathitt county the shots were fired from a barn door which crawford was passing while going up the road and the victim fell dead in the road this illustrates the lust for blood don't you want to see a man killed if you do say so and you may be accommodated we have pointed out heretofore in a former history that there is much similarity between the old scottish feuds and those of kentucky that the clan spirit is yet alive that kentucky feuds are nothing more nor less than transplanted scottish feuds this view has been adopted by other writers and sociologists as furnishing the solution of the riddle what is the cause of these feuds but can such incidents as the one cited above be attributed to the clannishness of the people no such individual acts of savage ferocity can have but one source an inborn natal craving for blood this and this alone can furnish us any sort of explanation why men slay without provocation or purpose bad tom smith of perry county feud fame slew to satisfy this craving for blood according to his own admission it had made itself felt when he was a mere youth he was a degenerate pure and simple his last murder that of dr raider was committed without any motive whatever i just raised up and killed him while he was asleep that was the only statement he would ever make concerning that bloody deed environment has of course much to do with it yet if we look about us we find that counties in the very midst of feud-ridden sections have remained free of the murder craze many years ago breathitt along with practically all the other mountain counties of the state decided to abolish the saloon local option has been in force there now for years it was hoped that the elimination of the legalized liquor traffic would eradicate crime or at least enormously diminish it prohibition is supposed to exist in jackson and the county at large it will not do to say that notwithstanding the local option laws is in operation liquor is still at the root of the evil we must presume that the prohibition of the sale of liquor is enforced to presume otherwise would be to acknowledge the inefficacy of prohibition laws doubtless the local option law is enforced in breathitt as much so as anywhere else where similar laws prevail or better said the laws in this respect are enforced as far as is possible with interstate shipment of whiskey into local option territory remaining unobstructed 
the liquor argument is no solution of the sociological question in hand during all those years that prohibition has existed in breathitt ostensibly so at least without apparent diminution of crime without any receding of the murder wave other counties neighbors to it we might say have rejected local option laws and permitted saloons without any apparent increase in the crime rate reverting again to the spirit of the scottish highlander as responsible in part for the murder lust nearly all of southeastern kentucky is peopled by the same stock jackson and laurel counties have never been contaminated with the feuds which have raged on their very borders jackson county in all its history has not seen as many murders committed as have stained the soil of breathitt in less than one year jackson county has never had a feud its chief lawlessness has been the promiscuous sale of whiskey illicitly of course the argument has been advanced that the lawlessness which has disgraced breathitt and other mountain counties is directly traceable to the contempt for law instilled in the growing up generations during the period immediately following the civil war it doubtless furnished the foundation for the deadly feuds which have in times past ravaged the border counties of bell and harlan these counties were frequently subjected to invasion by rebel and union troops with their attendant elements of lawless camp followers deserters and guerrillas kentucky attempted to remain neutral at the outbreak of the war but the people divided sharply the state guards and home guards frequently clashed they ravaged the country without regard to military properties or discipline the civil authorities had been superseded by military courts which often dealt more harshly than wisely with the people they attempted to govern in harlan and bell counties bad blood was caused by these retaliatory invasions of rebels and home guards many men took advantage of the opportunity to wreak vengeance upon an enemy they had feared to attack single-handed and did so under the protection of the mass crimes went unpunished because committed under the guise of military operations but in breathitt county there did not exist a border war after all the matter sifts itself down to what has been pointed out in the introduction lawlessness can exist only so long as the good element of a community refuses to rise up against it and suffers itself to be intimidated it should be needless to say that in a republic the people must rule supreme by their formation of republican form of government they have declared themselves capable and willing to govern themselves and to enforce the laws they have themselves made if a people fails to discharge the duty of properly governing themselves they forfeit their right of citizenship if a community persists in its refusal to avail itself of the right of self-government that right should be abrogated until such time as it shall be able to guarantee not only willingness but capability for self-government 
where anarchy exists government has fled where a people supinely lay upon their backs and permit anarchy are they longer entitled to the citizenship of a great state and of a greater nation the people of breathitt county by their long years of inaction and submission to terrorization by a few have shown that they do not or did not consider themselves longer the most potent factor in the conservation of order in society public sentiment had lost its health the people of breathitt county owe it to their manhood their county their state to the nation to redeem themselves for the horrors of strife there have been published broadcast to the world breathitt has become synonymous with blood murder anarchy the world over we have read of it in foreign newspapers the united states only recently demanded of mexico that the disorders there especially along the borders must cease the federal government threatened that republic with war even unless citizens of this country and their property are protected government might have found as good grounds for intervention in breathitt during the past and may yet if the murder mills there do not some of these days shut up shop america demands of foreign governments protection of the lives and property of our citizens yet owing to the complexity of our government structure it may not extend that protection to its citizens within her own territory the outlawry along the mexican border within the last three years has not been as great in proportion to the size of territory and population involved as has been the destruction of lives in breathitt county at intervals for years yet with regard to mexico this government has seen fit to say that conditions along the border had become intolerant and must cease even at the risk of war the people of breathitt county are citizens of the united states as well as of their state and county as such they ought to hasten to restore the good name and the honor of the country to which they belong and of which they should be proud the murderous lawless mexican bandit is no more a knave than the american guilty of similar atrocities there did come a few years ago a wave of reaction an upheaval which brought into the limelight of publicity the fearful state of affairs existing there murders in the streets of the county seat and throughout the county had occurred with such frequency and boldness as to at last attract the attention of the press of the entire country at last a man of wide prominence in the state was struck down this man was j b markham a united states commissioner and a trustee of kentucky state college as well as lawyer of prominence and a leading republican the circumstances attending this murder and the prominence of the man slain aroused at last a storm of indignation throughout the land newspapers of other states condemned kentucky so severely that public sentiment within the state itself became aroused and forced the investigations which revealed breathitt county's history of blood and crime 
in spite of the most strenuous efforts from certain quarters to hush the matter up and to block investigations of the damnable plots and murderous conspiracies by men entrusted with the enforcement of the law the public was at last made acquainted with conditions of affairs in breathitt county which presented a picture so harrowing and degrading that the civilized world stood against and for a time refused to believe end of section twenty four